What do you call two guys that were there when this happened? Back to return at Spurlock. Michael Spurlock at the 10. He's to the 20. He's to the 25. Spurlock 30 to the 40-yard line. We could see history. 50, 40 to the 30-yard line. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. There you go. And that. Shotgun set. Three receivers left. And here's the snap, and the blitzer is picked up. Brady underneath. Caught ball, Evans. He has the record at the 11-yard line. Mike Evans becomes the first NFL player in league history to record 1,000 yards or more in his first seven seasons. And what a throw by Brady. Congratulations, Mike Evans. Who can forget? Again, I'm looking again. Throws up the middle. That's intercepted at the 40. Derek Brooks, 30. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Derek Brooks, the most valuable player in the National Football League. There it is. The dagger's in. We're going to win the Super Bowl. Here's the snap. Mahomes running to his right. Look out. He may run. Mahomes directly. Oh, so the end Battle of Intercepted, picked off in the end zone. Bucks are going to beat the Chiefs. We're the champions of the world, and we still have a minute 33 to go. Devin White, what a great second season. That's it for KC. Bucks are the Super Bowl champs. They can't stop the clock. We call them the Salty Dogs. Welcome, everybody, to the Salty Dogs podcast. I am Scott Smith. I am Jeff Ryan. I need to really drag yeah. that out. You like that? A little drama. And we are the Salty Dogs. We are. And talk about drama. <laughs> oh, good point. Yeah, Jeff, you know what this is? This is like for me doing this. I'm, I'm glad that we do this podcast relatively soon after the games, right? Know, instead of like Thursday or something. Mm-hmm. This is like therapy. Well, because we talk it out. Correct, and it's like uh, let's see, we're like 46 hours from that game, so we're supposed to really let it go after 24, but but we're about 46 hours from that from the end of that game when we're recording this right now. Yeah, and um, it's still fresh, that's for certain. Uh, yeah. And um, we're just going to talk it out. Well, because... This we is, have no choice. <laughs> it's kind of the job. Oh. Um, but that was definitely a game where, and Coach kind of alluded to this a little bit in a couple different ways, where you can go to three, four, five, six, seven different little junctures and say, if... That just didn't happen. Mm-hmm. The Bucks probably win this game. Correct. And some of them are penalties, and some of them just no execution, and some of them decisions. I would say a lot of self-infliction. Well, that's how we've been doing it a lot this yeah. year. Because I don't think when you're winning 17-10 and you kind of have all the momentum, you just spend the, almost the entire second half trying to add on to that lead, and mm-hmm. it just never happens. But still, it felt like we had it. I, I, with like seven minutes left, I'm like, I just don't think they're going to be able to mount a drive. Right. Well, and and, and a defense, scoring drive. Yes, and defensively, they played really, really well for for what it three was. Three quarters and three yeah, quarters of the fourth quarter, but which I, is a recurring problem. But I will say this though that 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 touchdown catch to tie ridiculous was. I mean, you have to just say, wow, we're, what a play. We're going to talk about some of the key plays. That we're missing, and we're going to talk about the decisions that everybody wants to talk about. Oh, yes. And I and Todd Bowles and Byron Leffert, whoever, they're all taking some heat, which they're used to. It's oh, not a big deal. Yeah. I mean, you, so we were talking about a, maybe a lunch or something. Todd Bowles spent four years as the Jets head coach in New York. Yeah. You know, I don't think he's, he's not overwhelmed about by the, the crowd that he has <laughs> to answer to here. But um, it's still – you, you criticize all you want, and that's everybody's right, and yep. that's the job that's of, the, job, of yes. the media. Yep. But it required one of the most insane catches you'll ever see by a tight end, no less, on fourth down right. with 19 seconds left. 
I mean, I think you. See, you and it you, wasn't just it wasn't just a catch. It was a one-handed a, catch. An insane one-handed catch. Yeah. I thought I said that. Yes. Uh, and Jump, it, leaping, turning, one-handed catch in, at the end of in the back of an end zone. In the back of the end zone, and with get his the, feet in. with a defender there, but not able to get up mm-hmm. enough to knock it away. Mm-hmm. So, just I, I'd like to keep that in mind because. Okay, so clearly, as we listened to Coach Bowles answer questions yesterday, it's clear that the strategy in the fourth quarter came down to believing that at this point and in this game, the defense was playing better than the offense. Yeah, I would agree. So they were trying to score, but when it came down to do we do the aggressive thing here or do we make the decision that puts it back on our defense, he was leaning towards that. Mm Mm-hmm. And it looked like it was going to work, and it did work almost the entire way, right? Yeah, yeah. The I, thing- I, I, I just think it, it, it in that particular game, I think I almost thought they were going to blow it out in the second half. Well, it looked like it was going to happen. Yeah. And especially, uh, especially getting the ball, getting that extra possession because they had a possession late in the second quarter, scored, and then – Go ahead and had the first possession in the third that's quarter. That's not how it happened. Didn't it? We caught a Hail Mary in the first half. We oh, that's right. Yeah. But we scored before then, though. Yeah, right? I scored a field right. goal to tie it. Um, the thing about that, and that's a perfectly fine decision in, in my mind uh, by a coach to evaluate how things are going and make your decisions colored by where are we performing better, offense or defense. I get that. <laughs> the problem is when you're watching it, it's a tough watch. Um, yeah. Because. I'm sorry, I'm getting a little distracted, folks, listening wow. to this. We have the U.S. World Cup game on the television in my office. Jeez. And they almost just scored. But they didn't. See, that's the thing. Almost does not count. Only in horseshoes. I, I like the first half better where they didn't um, – They didn't. I don't think they had any shots. Yeah, well, this is a, a, a good analogy. They're struggling in the second half, same <laughs> as the Buccaneers have been. So, so I'll try to focus. That. I'll try to focus. Yes, here. you're easily distracted. Well, we've established that many times throughout Shiny this podcast penny. history. Shiny um, penny. You know, what I'm saying is it's just hard to watch. It's hard because you have to keep doing it, and you have to keep stopping them. And you're just like, can't we get just one more score? Well, it wasn't even one more score. It was can you just get a first down? Yeah, and, and uh, you know, choosing to punt when you had fourth and two at their 37, mm-hmm. that's obviously a decision, as Todd sure. plainly said, based yeah. on how the defense was playing. When, when coaches do that, they're not giving up on a scoring opportunity. They're trying not to give good field position and thinking if we can punt them down the way our defense is playing, we get a punt, we're right back in sure. the same sort of scoring opportunity. Right, because you're going to get good field position. Unfortunately, there were moments such as uh, the punt from deep in their own end that looked like we were going to end up with good field position, <laughs> and the guy bombed it, and then the yeah, return yeah. – was erased by a penalty on, I think, Zion McCollum. Yes, it was. Who was all the way on the other side of the field from where the return was coming from. And had no issue having that one. Should not have been a penalty. What I'm oh. saying is... He, it was should, a bad you, call? No, you should not put oh, yourself you should, in that you, position it was not Because you weren't in the middle of the play. I mean, he's obviously not... Oh, God. He's obviously not trying to block in the back, but you don't probably need to try to block I, at all in that situation. I think probably what makes this game, at least for me, a little puzzling is in the first quarter on the second possession, that drive was so well executed with the runs and the passes. You mean our first drive? Y- yes. And you end up 
you end up scoring and you're thinking, okay, this is the kind of day it's going to be. The offense is picked up from the Seattle game, which is what you were hoping for. And so I, my initial reaction was, okay, this is going to be this, you know, the team's back They're They're, they're, they're clicking. And, um, that wasn't the case at all. And it's kind of a mystery. And, I thought it was interesting. Uh, Todd was asked the question of how Mike and um, Tom Brady not connecting, and why is that? And it does seem kind of like a mystery, because even during Tom Brady's pro- podcast yesterday, he made a comment that you know he had an opportunity in overtime and he missed Mike. Yeah. And if he had hit it, that was a game winner. And so, you know, I, I it's just hard to figure out why all of a sudden. But but then on the the, the fact of not connecting chris godwin was he had a great game unfortunately it was with it with a loss but he had a solid game well it was more than solid because not only did he had 12 catches and it was on 13 targets yeah for 110 yards he caught some balls downfield his average depth of target in the game was 10.4 which if you know anything about the way the bucks have traditionally used chris you'll probably believe me when i say that's his highest average depth of target all year in other words we were Tom was targeting targeting him farther down the field than usual, mm-hmm. and there weren't all these tunnel screens that had worked so well the previous two seasons but seemed to have been figured out by our opponents at this point. Yeah, and I think, you know, one of the other things, too, is went back to that drive where the ball, where the Bucks were running quite well uh, because the Browns, you could run on them. They, and, they had a terrible run defense. And and I'm thinking, okay, this is this is the way it's going to go. And uh, Rashard White was having a really good – well, he had a good uh, first drive. First drive, And he had a lot of catches. And then you try to figure out, okay, what changed other than their defensive line started pushing back. Okay, so Rashad gets seven yards on his first carry and 35 on his second. Yeah. And you're thinking, okay, yeah, their defense – their run defense is the worst in the league, I think, or close to it. This is going to be all day. But then – we started to not get those results, particularly on first down, and now you're getting into down and distance issues. Right. So you get you get one yard on first down, and then you throw, and unless you get a nice gain, you're throwing again on third down. Mm-hmm. So I wish I could have picked that up. Oh, he's going to fall on it. Okay. <laughs> you were so distracted. Well, well, oh, it's 86 minutes, so it's probably yeah. about, with stoppage play, probably about 15 more minutes they got all strong. That, yeah. But if they give up a goal, they're not going to have time to get another one. This is true. But you don't know. Um, uh, you kind of you kind of crossed over to the to the bright side there by bringing right. Chris Godwin. But yeah, there are some other plays that you know we we talked about how many plays there could be that just one play difference. Mm-hmm. I mean, the one that really stands out to me is in which drive was it was close. To, it was in the fourth quarter, and um, you know, again, we're trying to get we're trying to get a, a two score lead, right? Okay. And we have driven the ball. This is the drive that's starting in the fourth quarter, and we, we're dri- we've driven the ball into their territory. Uh, Tom Brady gets in a little trouble on um, third and six. and, and he, No, it's not that one. I'm looking for the hands of the face penalty. Oh, that was, that was uh, Donovan Smith. I can't Smith. find anything in this, in this uh, play-by-play where for they, it, Yeah, where they just kept backing themselves up further and further that's late in the fourth quarter late in the fourth yeah that's very late in the fourth quarter which which was which um was um 
you know, you have so many good snaps where you're doing your job, and then you have that one. But in fairness, it was hands to the face. There is no question Yeah, about so it. I cannot find it. And I know it was in the fourth quarter, unless maybe it was in overtime. Mm, maybe it was in overtime. Yeah, because there it there is. Because we were going in the same direction. That's, yeah. That's what I couldn't figure out. I'm like, it had to be the fourth quarter because I know we were going in that direction. So um, that's also where it was also in overtime where, where – um, Zion got the penalty we were talking mm-hmm. about because they were punting from their 13 and you're thinking, okay, there's five minutes left. We're going to have a great opportunity to win this game with a field goal because at this point, both teams had had a possession. Right. But their guy bombs a 65-yard punt and even though Darden got the ball back to the 35, the penalty pushed it all the way back to the 19. Right. And so the Buccaneers managed to get one first down on that drive but had to punt it away and then never got the ball back. Right. Um, but Donovan Smith, so it's third and four at the Cleveland 47. Uh, it looks like the play's going to fail because they've, uh, they've broken through to Tom, and he's trying to scramble, but one guy already has a hand on him. Mm-hmm. And he makes that nice little improvised pitch to Rashad. Very cool. Beautiful play. Yeah. Uh, it would have – it gained 10 yards, so it would have been first and 10 at the 37. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, that's a 55-yard field goal from there. Yep. So you don't need a lot more to win this game. Correct. Penalty. You said I didn't see it, but you said it's a it was it an accurate legit. penalty. It was legit. So, I guess he got he he, he, he got came around him. He 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 got beat. Okay, but then he 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 came back and had it, and then at the very end he puts puts his hand up and you catch under. Yeah, you know it's like underneath the chin. Yeah, no, I, that yeah. way. Yeah, so. the thing about that penalty is, and it's a good penalty. It's a it's a penalty that needs to be in the books and all that. But you see it a lot. You see it, and it's not like these guys don't know right. I'm not allowed to right. do this right. with my hand under his right. chin. I think it just happens accidentally sometimes. It's I mean, a correct it call. Slides up. Or yeah. it slides up. It's a correct call. Yeah. But it's kind of unfortunate. You know, it's like Donovan wasn't derelict in his duties right there. His hand just slipped under the chin right. at the right. worst possible and, time. And exactly. And that's that's the part I'm Ooh. talking about. And those are the things that have that have really hurt the Buccaneers is every time they do something good, they do something yeah. bad. Yeah. One so, step forward, one step back. Yeah. And but that's that's inconsistent of a team. And well and, that's how you get to five and six. Yeah, exactly. I was exactly I was looking at this um I was reading this article yesterday. It wasn't about the Bucks, but it had it embedded in it a tweet that had a um a graph in it and it's it was on the vertical axis was um offensive or I think defensive um, EPA per play, mm-hmm. and on the bottom was defensive, whichever one, offense, defense, and it creates that that graph with the four different quadrants, and you want to be high and to the right because that means you're doing well in both categories. Sure. Um, you're high vertically and you're high horizontally, or you're wide horizontally. And the teams are spread out all over this, and you see like the Chiefs and the Bills in the best mm-hmm. spots, right? The Bucks flag. Because all the logos are in there. Is almost, it on there? Is almost exactly <laughs> on the middle intersection. Okay. Oh, I mean, which basically says, yeah, this team has been aggressively average all year. Right. You're just and you're fine. I think I think that's very well put. Aggressively average. Yeah. yeah. And and you you it it is somewhat puzzling because there is a lot of talent on this team. And it just seems like at any given moment the light switch is going to go on, and you kind of thought that for the Seattle game. Yeah, but you thought it went on. You thought it went on, right? But it was kind of, and it seemed to stay on. Oh God! Oh God! Yeah. Uh, 
Eight minutes to go, Jeff. Yes. The reason why he's saying, oh, God, is that Iran took a shot at the kind USA. Of. It got in there. You know, it, it got was in, in the vicinity of the goaltender. I just, I'm going to be demoralized if we give up a very, very late goal. Let's, let's be. Oh, don't, let's don't be, you call. I thought let's they might be call positive. Let's be positive here. Um, you know what? You know who I like in this on this soccer team? And it's the guy that scored the goal and is now out because he got hurt right. on the play. Pulisic. Something like that. Yes. Because you know why? Because he fell down, got tripped, and fell down, yep. as happens all the time. And you know what he did when and when that happened? He got up. He just got up and kept playing. Yeah. There wasn't all this histrionics by everybody who falls yeah. down. He also he also gave up his body to, yeah. to score the goal. Yeah, he got hurt. In, yes. Running into it. the goalie. Correct. After Correct. the goal scored. I assume Correct. you can't run into the goalie before the goal no. scores. That'd and probably that's, what, that's what he wanted, though. So he got a free kick here. Yeah, you, uh, you, you people out there are getting a bonus soccer podcast today, but you didn't even know that. With, <laughs> Which we know, since we have a worldwide audience, it's pretty big. With all of my, and that would be football. That's also football. with all of my incredible soccer knowledge on display. Mm-hmm. And no, <sighs> no, the header it, just missed. Yeah. I know. Wide of the net. The I, fact- you know what? I'm surprised. My last thing about soccer. You can add more if you want, but what? my last thing about soccer. How are there not more concussions in there, soccer? There are. Oh, they just don't do anything about it? It's just not talked about as much, but yes. These guys are always jumping up at the same time to try to head the ball. you got to believe those coconuts are bouncing off of each other a lot. Yes, they are. You have a lot of that, and actually the ball hitting your head is not exactly, you know. Yeah, that guy was down after he hit the head. Which makes me wonder why they don't wear some type of helmet. (laughs) I'm just curious. Oh, man, it's the... I'm just saying, like kind of like it would look like a hockey helmet, that type of thing. That would be a little... um, too much? I think it'd be a little bulky. Or how I don't about think they'd want how to. about an old football leather helmet? A leather head? Yeah, that might do some you good. Know, help out a little bit. Could help out a little. Mm-hmm. Okay, we digress. Okay, I think before we get too far into this, we have to talk about the what? Hot what could topic. you? What could you talk? What? What? Could, oh, by the way, what, what is this? What could possibly you be talking about? You really don't know. I, uh, it's a interesting time that you would want to bring this up. I just thought of it. <laughs> the timing issue. Or what? Oh, because of timing in this yeah. game? It's because it's what everybody's been talking about right. and asking Todd about. Um, and I, want, I just want to talk about it. The, sure. In the, at the end of the game, when um, Cleveland has the ball, they get down to our 12-yard line on the long run by Nick Chubb. So it's mm-hmm. first and 10 at the 12. Um, at that point, the, the, we're just past the two-minute warning, so it's running down. And when they snap the ball – at second and nine, there's 120 left, and it's incomplete, so it stops the clock. Snap the ball at third and nine. There's 116 left at the snap, and Levante David makes that great play to blow yeah. up the what looked like a pretty good tight end screen to, right. to the same guy who scored, uh-huh. Joku. Uh, the Buccaneers, it's fourth down now, fourth and goal. If the Bucks stop that, they win the game. Yep. Bucks have all three of their timeouts. Um, the Bucks have all three of their timeouts, and and the clock is running down, and they snap the ball at 37 seconds. So if they'd used one or two of those tight ends, they they probably would have had more like a minute left, mm-hmm. or maybe even a minute twenty. Um, but and then and then um, they they score. There's 32 seconds left. We still have three timeouts. And after completing a short pass to Rashad White and then a 26 yard pass to Julio Jones, in mm-hmm. neither. After the first one, they do not call a timeout, Correct. which means the After, timeout is called with eight seconds left. Yeah, the first, the first timeout, or the first timeout, the the first uh, first down was 
minimal yardage, if any. Yeah. And and then they rolled off. If I'm I'm going off the top of my head, but I think it rolled off like 17 seconds before the snap. Before the snap. So and and, and so go ahead. Okay. So. It didn't work. Obviously, it did not work out for no. the Buccaneers, right? Julio Jones catches that, and you're at their 48 now. And if you can get you know another 15 yards, you got a shot to win it. Yeah. But the next pass is incomplete, and now there's only time for a Hail Mary. Correct. Okay. Before we go any further about whether these were good decisions or not, the thing that, that, that I take away from this is this was not an instance of one coach or the whole coaching staff being unaware – that they could be calling a timeout right there. Right. They were specific choices. Now, you, me, everybody out there can decide whether they agree with these choices, but it was strategy in both cases. In the first one on the fourth down, Todd said they didn't want to call a timeout because they didn't want to give Cleveland time to think about what would be their final chance. Correct. So they would have to make their minds up early and go with it rather than get over to the sideline and have a chance to hash it out and everybody decide right. what's the best play. Right. Okay, I understand that. And then on, with 32 seconds left, one-yard pass to Rashad White, you see Tom Brady kind of almost make the timeout sign as he's mm-hmm. looking at the sideline yeah. and he's pointing at the, the clock. clock. And they don't call it. And Todd's reason at the time was they went into that. If they got a good gain on first down, they were going to call a timeout. Right. If they didn't, they weren't going to call a timeout because their chances of getting a field goal range aren't very high and they didn't want to – risk giving the ball back to Cleveland with a chance. Okay. So it was purposeful decisions that were made. Right. Now, this is the, this is my philosophy of how I want to handle it at this time is, is what you're saying. Well, it was, it was just, you saw this scenario and you, you chose a specific strategy. Correct. So I'm not saying that Todd isn't and won't be getting criticized or whoever, you know, is making these decisions isn't getting criticized and that's fair, and they could take it. But do not think that Todd or anybody else was standing there on sideline just frozen, not even realize, oh, I should be calling a timeout. Now, it was considered and did not decided not to. Okay, that was his game plan, which is interesting because last night during the Colts game, uh, yeah. they, they have a questionable um, no, lack of using timeouts. Yes. The difference in the two, as you bring up, Todd had a game plan. He went with that. He, his philosophy was, this is how I'm going to handle it. Jeff Saturday just came out and said uh, that he, 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 he they were in disarray. Yeah, and meaning, he wishes now that he would have called it. Correct, time. which is different than right. my philosophy is this. Now, you may not agree with it, and you may argue about it, but one of the things you have to remember in the argument is when you start arguing about it, you're arguing it from a, of the position of you already know the outcome. Yeah. And I I always like for whatever reason our our offense seems to play much better when it's in that hurry up mode. Yeah. If you go back to the Rams game, 30 seconds left, march on down, right. win the game. I thought that was kind of what was going to happen. Yeah. You know. Yeah, so now I thought it, I thought it took them a little longer than normal to snap the ball because it was like 17 seconds between the play. That was the part. It's not so much you didn't call the timeout, just that there seemed to be getting up to the line and moving forward. Right. That was my only now, only question. Okay, and you're saying people will make people will base their evaluation of the decisions based on the results they already know, right? Right. Usually that's how it works. I, I will, and and I'm not. We've said it many times, and I'm not a guy who likes to criticize play calling because it's usually just a matter of results, not right, not whether it was right. a good call or not. Um, 
But I will say that you brought up the Rams game. I would say that you have Tom Brady, you have 32 seconds. I would have expected a more aggressive approach there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, That's the first true. first down That's play true. didn't work, but let's use our timeouts. But what did well, I don't think it's had it started raining then? Oh, it was raining at that time. At that time at the very end of the fourth quarter. I think it was. Okay, cuz I know it, the weather changed on everybody. But continue. Um I just would have expected us to be more aggressive there. Mm-hmm. I understand I I get his reasoning. I I'm fine with it, but I would have thought that we would have tried to use at least two timeouts. Right. When is this soccer game going to be over? Um when it's done. Well, <sighs> Plus is that nine. it? That's it right now. No, plus nine. No, yes. I know. No, it just is now. Okay. Yes. U.S. makes it through. Yeah. Some scary moments there towards the end. Okay, we, now, good. We won't be talking about soccer anymore. And, th- and that means they advance, and it's been a very long time since they have. So, yay. How's that? Um, But you're right. I, I, I kind of agree with you, the fact that, that being the you know a little more aggressive at that point in time, you kind of like your odds with Tom Brady in there. Uh, during the pregame, um, Suckup, Ryan Suckup, was practicing field goals both ways, in both directions, and out to 51, 53 yards, mm-hmm. and not just a little was bit. Was he making them? Uh, yes. And both sides. Now, you got to remember, on the one side of the field, there were donut tracks or ruts <laughs> where they put grass in, which, which is brought up uh, during lunch was um, on the play where uh, Carlton it, Davis fell Car- down. Fell down. Uh, was it in? Yeah, was it I in mean, one? Yeah, but I'm just you saying. Don't know. You're you just don't know. You'd have to look at it. You have to look at it. But that being said, um, that's another example of a fluky play. Yeah, that's you know? he's Jeff's yeah. talking about the big 45 yard catch by Amari Cooper that got right. him in position for. They 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 won the game at that point. Well, yeah, they could have just as soon as he went down, you're like, yeah. oh my gosh, he's wide open. You game. know, you're yeah. you're you're gonna hit. The only it. way we were saved is if Amari dropped the ball again like he did earlier, uh, which true on that fourth yeah. down play. Yeah, when he was wide open and just dropped it, right. which was very that was a very fortunate moment. So I think part of it too, though. I think part of uh, I don't know if it's frustration or wonderment, maybe wonderment is well because the. Uh, the offense has not moved the ball. So that's kind of why it just it, it becomes more and more of what's going on, what's going on, what's going on. Just not just did you why didn't you call a timeout? It's just more than that right now. And uh and, and you know what? It, it, that's what makes sports fun. You get to watch it, you get to look at it, and you can say, Hey, if it was me, these are the decisions I would have made. Yeah. So yeah, uh, you kinda hinted at it there it seemed like the buck a lot of the Bucks offensive woes were resolved in the Seattle game. Mm-hmm. Uh, third downs is one big one. Right. And then – Well, what, what was the third down? Like four, four of – Four of 15. Th- yeah. And there were a lot of long yeah. ones. Yeah. Well, that's the – exactly. That's where you get in Those trouble. are hard to convert. Mm-hmm. But we still need to be able to convert more of those. The only thing made, the only thing made you feel better about our third downs was Cleveland's because well, they, yeah. they, they, they were like – some for 19 or something. They were 5 of 17. Okay. So. Their, our third down defense was good. Mm-hmm. But our problem on offense, and it's funny because this kind of, it kind of comes back to this whenever the media is asking Todd about something like this week, somebody asked, how come Kate Otten didn't get involved? when, And um, and he made a good point, and it's what a lot of this comes down to is we couldn't convert third down, so we couldn't extend drives, so we sure. weren't having more opportunities right. for anybody to make plays. Right, right. Right. So I did. And then people say, why, you know, it's so predictable, you know, depending on who's going to be in. And every fan and and Co. Keefe 
was in, and every time he's in, you absolutely know he's going to be running, or Bucks will be running the ball because he's a great blocker, except the one time when he caught a touchdown pass. Well, certainly. So, yeah. And if the Buccaneers had shown off tendencies with Keith's usage, they knew that. Right. And, then, and they used it to their advantage. There you regard. go. There you go. So a lot of times, a lot of your plays are to set up other plays. Yeah. But I, I, I just think And a lot of sometimes they work, too, by yeah. the way. Well, sometimes they we do. We started the, the game in a jumbo package with an extra tackle and co-Keefed as a, basically as a fullback. Uh-huh. And immediately ripped off a seven-yard run. So, the, hey, they knew it was coming, but still did it. Yeah, and then you're right. When when Keith's in there at the end near the goal line, they think it's first and goal. I think at the five, and they're like, "Well, this is gonna be a run." Sure, use, and, the, use that against them. And boom, there it was. And and happy for him. Happy for him. Yeah, he's a great yeah, dude. Yeah, he. It, and the big thing is he caught the ball. <laughs> you know, it's one thing to be thrown at. Yeah, but um, yeah, that was that that whole game was just. I don't know. It was a very very. I think it's a game you think you should go in and win. But anymore, the way the league has been, you look up and down, it's crazy. And then, and then, you're still in first place. <laughs> we keep saying that every week. I know. Hopefully, we could just keep saying that every week, well, all the way to the end. Just it, well, it, it hasn't been great, but mm, we're still in first place. You know, but it would help. You know, to like get an extra game up above. You know, right. I, I'm looking at the scoreboard. Oh, good. Have a Atlanta lost. All right. Here's our shot. Here you go. You win this one, and then. And then you're looking on the airplane and you're sitting there and you're redeeming flight home. You go, oh, good. The Saints are losing. So, you know, it's it's almost like who really wants that division? But you got to get to the dance. And, you know, will someone come alive? I don't know. There's still, what, what do you have, six games left? Um, uh, yeah. So a lot can happen because it certainly has been a crazy uh, first 10 games or 11 games because no way did I expect it to be five and six right now. I didn't see that. No. You know, I thought maybe eight and five. You thought we'd be eight and five after 11 games? I mean, after. That'd be awesome. That'd probably be a record. (laughs) See, see, my strength is in math. (laughs) But here it is, the end of November. Crazy, huh? End of November, December starts. Gosh. And it doesn't look any easier, if well, you really want to be honest. Yeah, so you, at least the good thing about this being the last podcast of November is that you won't have any more, or more opportunities to say, how our team establishes itself in November. Team well, figures out what it is in November. Well, This is Jeff Ryan's yeah, game favorite talking guess, point. Guess what? We're not we're not figuring very well right now in November. Yeah, so your point has been proven not to be always true. Well, the the fact that you have six games in December makes a difference. That's, that's not possible, well, Jeff. Four games in December, two in January. Yeah. You just want to lump January right in there with December? Which I keep forgetting because I, I struggle with the fact that the season does not end until the middle of January. Well, January 7th. Yeah. Or 8th. Depending on what you get Seventh Saturday or, or Sunday. Um, Rashad White. He had a good game. He had a good game. He I had mean, a good game. It started off good, didn't quite stay that strong. Uh, that's not all his fault. Sometimes no. it's not a whole... But what I wanted to point out was that he had nine catches on nine targets. He's just a really – he showed what a natural pass catcher he is there. Mm-hmm. With, um, like, I remember one that was kind of behind him. And he, he didn't – like, he didn't have to spin around and lose all his momentum because he was running forward. Yeah. Just kind of reached back very easily and made the catch. He made a variety of different sorts of catches. He had a, yeah. the other one that was called back, too. So it would have been ten. Right. Um, 
you know, so that's an interesting point. Um, and we're going to talk about Rashad a little bit more at the end because we have a fan question, so okay. I won't get too deep into Rashad and Lenny and all that. Right. But um, he looks like a keeper, all right. I think so. I, I love how he leaps over people. Or <laughs> he tries to leap over people, and then I also like the fact how he um, falls forward big mm. time. You know, you think he stopped, and then boom, he, he falls forward and gets another two or three yards. Here's another example of that um, whole results over call mm-hmm. kind of argument. We had a I think it was in the first or second quarter, it was definitely in the first half, we faced a third and one, mm-hmm. and we tried running Rashad up the middle, and he ended up losing a couple yards. Right. And it looked on – when I'm watching, I'm like, why did he jump from three yards behind the line of scrimmage? Because he ended up landing like well b- Yeah, he tried to sticks. leap it, yeah. What happened when you saw the replay was – and I don't remember who it was, but a, a defender for them – Co Keith was supposed to have blocked him on the edge, uh-huh. and he beat Co, who, which you don't expect to happen no. because Coe's such a good blocker. Right. So it's fluky a little bit. He beat Co to the inside and dived into the path of Rashad, and Rashad had to jump over him, and then he yeah. they ended up tripping down. Right. That is not what you you run that play twenty times, and Co Keith makes that block every time, so you don't think that's how that plays. See, so, but I'm sure there are people screaming out at their TVs, third and one running up yeah, the middle. That right. can't believe it. Very good chance that play would have worked, but for one little fluky thing, and it was a matter of execution. And that's that's what's so frustrating about this year. Yeah. And it's not just one, you know, it's not like, hey, this guy, this guy is, is an issue. We need to make, we need to make it. It's everybody seems to be taking turns at this, and it's getting old, really. Um, yeah. well, it is, okay. it is because that's, that, that's the thing that you expect from uh, a team. I mean, if you look at the Buccaneers, they're a very talented team. So right now it's a matter of how do they come together, which takes me back. I'm going to take back a little bit. Um, how fast as a head coach, you're either, everyone's talking your praise or everyone's just downing you, um, after the Seattle game. And then there was a video of, Todd talking to the team and it was really yeah th- it was in the current right yeah that uh and if you haven't seen it you should because it's not a football speech or it's not a football talk it is it can be applied to li- it's, mm. it, it, it can be applied to life mm. um just where you are what you want and how to proceed um and everyone was giving praise to that which made you think wow this guy really has hit this guy being Todd has a real pulse on the team, really, you know, communicating with them. And then you have a game like against the Browns, and then it's like, what's going on? Yeah. Playing devil's advocate here, though, and not it's just a, a generic coach. Sure. Not Todd, but just any generic sure. coach. It is certainly possible to praise a guy for how he handles his team and how he connects with his players, but also think he's not good at clock management. Well, he's not that's a good fair. play caller or something like Like Andy Reid, uh-huh. clearly – one of the top, what, two or three head coaches of the last yep. couple decades. decades. Yes. But even to this day, persists the criticism of his clock management. Right. Now, I don't know if that's fair. Um, I hear it from just about every angle, so I, I think it's a pretty prevalent uh, attitude or, or thought about him. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, That's just your phone. Yeah, but it's Michael calling me. Uh. 
I can't. You can answer it. Go no, ahead. I can't answer it during the podcast. Well, I, 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 All right, you can find I'll something s- to talk about. I'll stop it if you need to. I mean, okay. When he says Michael, hey, he hey, we're going to we're giving. He, 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 he knows I'm on a podcast. It, the reason why we say Michael, Michael is in the communications department, which means breaking story, maybe. And no, same. it's I can tell you what it is. Oh, okay. Because this won't come out till tomorrow, and we're we yeah. got a couple roster moves, uh, Not, but it's all practice squad related. I'll go ahead and read them to you. Sure. Um, it's just four practice squad moves, um, and they're preparing the release. And of course, we always um, coordinate with PR so that our stories are ready to go at the same time they put the release. Sure. So you you get the inside scoop. So if we were not recording this broadcast right now, I would be writing quickly this story about. Um, we're bringing back linebacker J.J. Russell uh-huh. to the practice squad. He had been waived late last week. Mm-hmm. We are taking cornerback Anthony Chesley off the practice squad injured reserve list. All right. He had got elevated for a game and then got hurt. Yep. And we are terminating from the practice squad Khalil Davis and Quandre Mosley, Khalil being a defensive tackle and Mosley being a safety. Right. That's all it is. Hmm. So, if I'm a little bit later than they are on this one, I don't think it's the end of the world. It's not a bad thing, huh? I keep waiting to find out whether our uh, San Francisco game gets moved into nighttime. Which no, I, please no. Which uh, I know, but it's on the board uh, because Kansas City and um, Denver is that uh, Sunday night game in the and NFL. Is, nobody it, wants to see Denver again. Right, right. They've already been on primetime like four times. Yeah, it's a business. Well, we've been. We're going to be on five. Oh, I know. I know. I know. You know. But yeah, same thing. I guess. Yeah. I still think we're a little bit more entertaining. Well, yes, than we have been. Yes, our Dallas They're, game was entertaining. Uh, uh, the Baltimore game. It was, it was close. Relatively. Yeah, Twenty-seven, it was, twenty-two. Yeah, it was yeah, relatively it was entertaining. Decent, yeah. Denver's just yeah. a hard watch right now. Although their defense also is very, very good. Hmm. Which. So, Mike Evans. We talked about how, and I wrote a story about it about how. Um, that obviously Tom Brady and Mike Evans have had a very good connection, right? Since Unbelievable. The, the numbers between them are huge. And even this year, they've had some great games together. Mm-hmm. But as of late, especially in this Cleveland game, just seems to be missing, right? And yeah. so there were four different times when Mike was running down the sideline with a step on his guy, but the ball just wasn't. They were on. They were not on the same page in some way because the ball missed uh-huh. every time. Yeah. And I don't know enough about what was supposed to happen. No, if well, Tom said of that one yeah. that he missed. He missed the overtime one. Tom did say that he had an opportunity to if he hit him, the game's over. Yeah, and I think we had two of them. We had, we had two in the first half and two in the second half slash overtime, mm-hmm. and none of them connected. He did draw a pass interference on one of them. One, and then I think he also should have had a pass interference on another. With the where, one. The one where his jersey was pulled up over his oh, shoulder okay. pad, <laughs> and that that one. <laughs> and he also called the. Uh, I'll give you a chance to to tell me your Dave Moore um, thing again. I mean, he was called for a um, offensive pass interference because Jeff, go ahead. Well, because he puts his arms out straight, but in this particular instance, I didn't think it was. Oh. I think I think they got him on it, you know. But honestly, it wasn't a. But that. But, but to your point, his arm his, was extended. He puts. Yeah. What you can put your arm like if you. If you, you if you take your hands and put them up in front of you and just go to like where your elbows are, mm-hmm. you're going to be okay. As soon as you extend right. where they're out, and it's hard to learn, and you you're getting tied up. This defender's got yeah. his hands all over you, and you're trying to run a comebacker. You know you're supposed and, to stop and come back. You got to disengage from the guy somehow. And Mike Evans is known for that. So you know that 
as much as you don't think that that does, there's ten. You know, everybody knows tendencies of other players, so they were able to grab it and they got it. So, um, so he only ended up with 31 yards because he had 20, that one was erased. Yeah. How about the one catch he finally got was for 28 yards? I loved exactly it. Exactly. I loved that. Was so cool. That was I mean, so cool. What are the what are the odds to get to ten, to almost to get to 10,000 yards? I know. <laughs> and oh, listen, you just need to hit the 28, and so, he did. So for the last couple of weeks. We've obviously been touting that Mike was close to running his career total to 10,000 receiving yards, which would make him just the 51st player to ever do that. And um, it was definitely coming. Uh So we kept talking about it. We kept waiting for it. And then, like Jeff says, he he came in the game with 9,972 yards, which means he needed 28. And he catches a 28-yard pass. I know. It's crazy. Also, by the way, Tom Brady just increased his – Passing yardage total as a Buccaneer to exactly 13,000. That's where it is right now. Really? Yeah, right on the nose. 10,000, 13,000 to hit it exact. He's the fourth. He's fourth in team history in just two and a half seasons in in passing yards, and he's going to, within the next couple weeks, pass Trent or somebody for third. Yeah, you you know, you just said two and a half seasons, and you feel like Tom's been here for a long time because it's just been so much fun. Yeah. you (laughs) You know, winning's good. That's a fun thing, but so Mike, that's and then I guess he's one of only six players mm-hmm. in NFL history who have by their ninth season, which still has six games left in it, have at least ten thousand yards and at least seventy five touchdown catches, and all the others are either in the Hall of Fame or I think the only one who isn't is Larry Fitzgerald, who's yeah. just not eligible. Yet. I thought you made an interesting pick because during the pregame show, Pat and Ronnie were talking okay, about yeah, Hall yeah. of Fame, and they were saying he should be a first well, ballot, I, and and. I kind of laughed because you were so diplomatic about it because they were mentioning names and you just kind of slapped them down and go, he didn't make it in the well, first round. Right. But it was it was the way you did it. It was it well. Was, I, Pat seemed to re- respond oh, to it. No, fine. it was. So he, I brought it up originally because I'm talking. They they brought up Mike and I'm talking about the numbers and I'm like, at mm-hmm. some point, you're gonna have to start looking at Mike as a, a Hall of Famer. You would think because he's right? doing the same things that a lot of Hall of Famers have, have done. done, and then. Pat goes even farther and says, "Well, do we? You know, should we? Should he be? We be expecting him to be a first ballot Hall of right. Famer?" And the problem is, I've seen too much for the last like decade of a lot of guys that are now in the Hall that didn't get in on their first ballot, right. like Terrell Owens, for yeah, instance. Which- and so he had brought up the names of the other five guys in that exclusive club I just mentioned. I'm like, "Well, if I'm not mistaken, Marvin Harrison wasn't a first ballot Hall of yeah. Famer." And Pat's like, "Oh yeah, that's right." Yeah, and probably most of those. But, were- but it was well done. Terrell Owens wasn't either, but he—that's more for because the, that was an inter- that's because the media hates him. Yeah, that was an interesting take too, which is that does play in. You wouldn't think it does, but it does. You know, it's supposed to be vo- voted on your football stuff, not a personality of being a butthole or yeah. something like. Or you don't like their antics, I should say. <laughs> yes, you like antics. antics. I, I never Terrell Owens that. had a lot of antics, but it sounds good. It's a so, nice. It's a nice way to say you're always screwing off. So I mentioned that he made it, but he he only had. 20, 31 yards in the game. So now Mike's at 702 with six games left. Yep. So he needs 300 more to extend his record, right, of nine straight to start your career, 1,000-yard uh-huh. seasons. Yeah. Six games, 300 yards, that's basically 50 yards a game. Yeah. That doesn't sound that hard to me at all. Except but I think what he needs is he needs one or two big, big ones. ones. And then he can just fill in the gaps. Yeah. I'm with you on that. He does not normally get big games against the Saints, although he had 61 yards on three catches in week two. Yeah. So we'll see. 
This and the 49ers coming up. They have a great defense. The Bengals oh defense is gosh, pretty good. Their defense has just come out of nowhere. Cardinals defense is not that good. No. Panthers defense beat us 21 to 3. Yeah. And Atlanta's defense is not that good. So he usually does quite well against sure. the Falcons. Right. So if it comes down to the last game and he needs something like 100 yards, at least it'll be against the Falcons, which he generally does well against. Yeah. Well, hopefully he gets it before then, because then that hopefully. means the offense is clear. Right, 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 right. right see right. how I'm. I put that together. I like that. I am so sure. let me let me read you some numbers here, Jeff. On things that hadn't happened a lot. Things that haven't happened until this Cleveland game. How off the um, usual path that loss to Cleveland was. Hmm. So, in Tom Brady's first two years here. The Buccaneers beat the teams they were supposed to beat. Yep. They were 17-2 and two when they played a team that came into the game with a losing record. Okay. 17-2. Wow. That's pretty pretty solid. This year we are 1-3. We've faced four teams that at the time had a losing record and are 1-3. That's that's hard to believe. Yeah. That's... And that's why we are, as I said, aggressively average at the moment. Yeah. Wow. And I think this one, for me, replaces the Packers game. And I don't think that one applied because I think they – I don't know what the record. There was probably one and one. Yeah, at that but point. your day was the Cleveland. Wait a minute. It was the Pittsburgh game. No, it no. Was the Carolina yeah, yeah. game. We're losing teams. Yeah. No. What I'm saying is, for me, this Cleveland game replaces the Green Bay game as the one I'm most frustrated. Got oh, away. oh, oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the worst game. Yeah. Of the year so far was obviously Carolina. Right. Because they had no business beating us twenty-one to three. But you can't say that game got away from us because they just beat us the whole way. Right. I think the Green Bay game got away from us, and not having Mike Evans hurt a lot. Yeah. And this one got away from us. This one feels worse than the Green Bay one to me, mm-hmm. even though Green Bay has proved to not be very good either. Yeah. Well, this is the one. If we miss out the playoffs by one game, I'm going to look back at this one and go, that's the one. Yeah. That's where the season was lost. Yeah, because I don't know. Well, what's crazy is that, what was the stat that Tom was like 200 and some games to zero if he's got seven points and at the end at the end of the game, and I don't know that one, but I can tell you that um, this is just the second time since Tom Brady arrived that we have lost when we took a lead into the third quarter. Not any specific lead, seven mm. points or whatever. We, t- I mean, mm. after after the third quarter, when we took a lead into the fourth quarter, we had been nineteen and one. Now I know people are going to look back and think, well, haven't they lost a couple games at the end this year? Yeah, but we didn't necessarily have a lead, lead going into yeah. the fourth quarter, so. This is just the second time since Tom Brady arrived. We are now 19-2 and two in games where we took a lead in the third quarter. So, again, weird, right? Very. First game. Now you're starting to get me frustrated. This is the first game that we have lost in the Tom Brady era when we had a positive turnover ratio. The first one. Right. Now, it, that's a tad bis- bit misleading because there has probably never been a turnover that was less like a turnover than the one we got in that game because – it was the Hail Mary interception by Mike Edwards. Uh-huh. So it was the pass was thrown on fourth down, and it was the final play of the half. So no matter what happens, you're not getting the ball after that. Right. So it's not your traditional turnover in, in that it didn't really give you the ball, right? Yeah. It's, it was kind of meaningless. It wouldn't affect the game. I mean, I like that he got the stat and yeah, we got yeah, the stat, yeah. but it would have been the same result if he just knocked it down. So, but still, 19-0 before that game in games with Tom Brady here with a – uh, positive turnover ratio, and you know all these things—they're they the hallmarks of what would normally be victories, but we didn't win. No, and so that's why I'm saying that uh, 
this is the one. I mean, anything can happen. There could be frustrating games in the next six. But right now, this is the game that I feel like is going to hurt the most if we end up not making the playoffs. The one that got away, that shouldn't yeah. have got away. Yeah. I it, mean, David Njoku makes that ridiculous catch on fourth and goal right. with 19 or 32 seconds left. I mean, give me a break. But, you know, it, it's funny, not ha-ha funny, but funny <laughs> where the Rams, who Super Bowl champs, totally struggling. The Packers, who were in it last year, totally struggling. It's it, it's like, how do you fall off that fast? Well, we've talked about how the Rams have fallen off. Yeah. I can recap that again if you'd like. Well, they, 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 you know what? They did what they needed to do to win a Super Bowl. So, and what they so. did, the way they decided to go about it with F them picks, mm-hmm. as Les Snead would say, yep. is they sold out all those assets to get a bunch of stars that became the core, I mean, of a championship team. And they p- performed like stars. Yeah. Jalen Ramsey, yeah. Aaron Donald, yeah. Matt Stafford. Now yep. they drafted Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, Von Miller. Von Miller. Good point. OBJ. Yes, exactly. And so they spent a lot of money, a lot of cap space, and a lot of draft assets on getting those guys. And so they had to hit some, like, fourth, fifth, sixth-round picks, kind of fill in the cracks a little bit. Uh-huh. And you can't, you don't have as much money to spend on every single position because you're paying so much to Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald and Matthew Stafford and all that. And so they end up with an effective Stars and Scrubs roster because your Stars are so darn good and you hit on some mid-round and late-round picks. Right. Well, when you lose some of those stars, now you're, you know, you have more scrubs on the field. Yeah. You know, Von Miller leaves. Odell Beckham is hurt and didn't come back. Um, uh, they the, lost. They lost a corner. They yeah, uh, the, the old lineman retired. Yeah. I think two of them did. They lost another one to the, to the Dolphins in free agency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they they traded Robert Woods, um, and and then a couple guys get hurt. You know, Matt Stafford's and, hurt. Yeah. And you don't have. Now the, the, the lack of depth that you have because of your stars and scrubs approach, that's what you end up with. Yeah. And you said it at the top, they would do they would do it all over again, I'm sure. Oh well you you win a Super Bowl, anything was worth it. Right. But what happens is if you win a Super Bowl, no matter what kind of season you have after that, it's not good enough anymore because you <laughs> won a Super Bowl. Which is that's why you do this, to to, you know, win the Super Bowls. Um I mean, yeah, you want to build it sustainable. But there's different ways to win, mm-hmm. and they chose that way, and it worked, and now they're paying the price. So now, uh, with you know, everyone's talking about how bad the NFC South is because everybody keeps losing, and that you know now the fodder is can you know is someone going to win the division with a losing record? It happens from time. Sure, to time. it does, and it kind of reminds me of of the NFC East a few years back. How yeah. long that that was? What two? That years was ago? our Super Bowl year. Okay. Because Washington won it at 7-9, and right? Right, right. And they ended up playing us the hardest in the playoffs compared to all the other teams. Yes, yes. Compared to the Saints, compared to the Packers, and compared to the Chiefs. So. Yeah, I mean, the the Saints played us pretty well. Yeah, I just want to get in and see what happens. Yeah, because anything can happen. Yeah. It was. It's scary, though, because you keep thinking, you know, you get this opportunity and you'd be – you know, with Atlanta losing, you would have been up a game and a half on them. Uh, you know, and what's what's ironic is the Panthers aren't that far behind now. These are the Saints. They're both four and eight. Yeah. So they're only a game and a half behind us. Right. Now, all three which, of the other teams in our division haven't had their buys yet. Right. Which is, yeah, which is a plus. For them. Yes. But for us, because we get an extra game to get a, a win on them. Over them. Or a loss. Well, I wasn't looking at it that way, Mr. <laughs> okay, Smith. so in 2010, Seattle won the 
in NFC West with a seven and nine Not record, yet. and they had to play to start the playoffs. Uh-huh. They had to play the Saints, um, who had gone eleven and five, right? But were a wild card team because Atlanta won the division in thirteen and three. Uh-huh. Saints were a very good team. Drew Brees, all that, right? Yep. And it was like they had to go on the road against a seven nine team, which people complained about. Uh-huh. Whenever this happens, by the way, be ready. If an NFC South team wins this division like eight and nine, uh huh, you're gonna they're they're gonna come out of the woodworks again. The people who say they need to change that, they oh, need so to do seedings all, by record, yeah, not by division winner. Well, that's, sorry, no, that's not how it works. No, because then why have divisions? Exactly. Why as, have divisions? You might as well just have the NFC and the AFC and like like baseball like, oh, used to be in yeah. NL and AL. Right. You, it was like ten not, teams in each. Yeah. And, and you either won, you were either first or you weren't in. Yeah. And. That didn't do a lot for postseason. <laughs> yeah, right. It, I mean, I was not watching baseball back in the fifties and sixties, but um, I don't think that would have been as interesting as the setup we have now. No. I think we have too many teams now. We've gone too far in that direction. Yeah. But, but you win your division, you get the spoils of winning your division, and every now and then that's going to be with a yeah. not so great record. Just live Correct. with it. It's not like it happens every well, year. Well, y- yeah. I mean, if you got teams winning thirteen plus games, you got to have teams losing somewhere <laughs> down the line. I'm just you saying. just don't normally have them all in the same division. Well, no. If the playoffs were to start today, every single team in the NFC East would be in the playoffs. Yeah, Dallas, yeah. Washington, and the Giants. Not that Dallas Giants, Washington are the five. Okay, six, out of all those teams, teams, the Giants are playing the worst out of everybody, right. and they they're the ones that are most likely to fall out of that. Yeah. Seattle's hanging around there. The NFC South. How how crazy is it that both teams that were in Germany came back and lost after the bye? I don't know. I don't know if it's crazy or not. Well, Seattle. I don't know. It's a stat. (laughs) So getting back to 2010, Mm -hmm. everybody was irritated that, but still, all the Saints are going to go up there and blow them out. Yeah. Well, Seattle won 41 to 36. Crazy. They ran into a. uh, uh, a good Chicago team in the next round and lost, but 35-24. So that's to your point. Get in. And then you don't see know what what's going to happen. Yeah. You're one and in this done. case, yeah. in this case, the team that's getting in has to come. Has Tom Brady. Yes. If it's us. And oh, by the way, your first home, your first game will be at home, no matter what your record is. So, so I'm looking, look at, I'm looking for that ray of sunshine right now. Kind of like during the uh, Browns game where all of a sudden the sun came out of nowhere. Oh yeah. It happened once before the game, once during the game. Yeah. It just didn't last. Yeah. I wonder if that's what uh, scared the skunk out of wherever he was hiding. Oh, I don't know. I didn't hear that until later on. Oh, you didn't? No. I well, see, people I were tweeting about it, so we're everybody's up here. Yeah, like, is was, there a skunk out there? Yeah. I saw. Did you see the little video? No. I would have thought people would have been trying to get away. Yeah, I would have. Yeah. Because a skunk in the middle of that, a skunk's going to release its scent, scent, whatever mm-hmm. it's made up of, mm-hmm. out out of fear mostly, right? And it, it never goes away. Yeah, right. Okay. If you get that on you, it's like tomato juice. Uh, takes the smell away. Yeah, skunk. I've, yeah. I've never How about encountered that? a skunk. How about that? Um, I have. So that's. It's just amazing when you're just driving down the highway and you you smell a skunk. You think, yeah. Think of the coverage of that. I had a dog that used to get caught up with skunks. And go oh home no! Jeez. What, what was his name? Gus. Gus. Gus yeah. the dog. Yeah. Gus the skunk fighting dog. Yep. yep. Like the. T- well, the dog probably loved it. Yeah. Dogs love terrible smells. I mean, not so much. Yeah, you not so much. Not so much. So anyway, if you can get in, you never know what will happen. I mean, generally that team doesn't go all the way, but you never yeah. know. And the Buccaneers have clearly a pretty good defense. Yeah. Going to have to deal with some injuries now, though. Well, yeah. Um, oh, I, every single defense – we used all eight defensive backs that we had active for the game at mm-hmm. some point, and every single guy that we started at some point got shaken up. Right. Including – Sean Murphy Bunny, who didn't start, but came in because 
something got shaken, shaken up, shaken up. Right. So we went back. We had been playing Sean in the last game in C- in Seattle, and then part of the game before we'd been playing Sean in the slot with Antoine out. Or no, Antoine had come back from his concussion. Um, but you had we we were playing instead of bringing it, and we don't have Logan Ryan, so instead of bringing in Keanu O'Neill and putting Winfield down in the slot, mm-hmm. we were playing we played Winfield in safety and Sean in the slot. But for this game, we went back, and when we went to sub packages. Antoine went back to playing nickel, uh-huh. which he's been very good at this year, and Keanu Neal came in. But then Antoine had to be taken off for concussion examination, uh-huh. which he did not have a concussion, so he was able to come back in the second half. But during that time, Sean Murphy started playing in the slot, and right. Keanu Neal was playing safety. Mm-hmm. Somewhere along the way, Sean got hurt, because all of a sudden, it's the f- late fourth quarter and then overtime, and Zion McCollum's in the game. Right. And then... I don't remember which one it was. Edwards O'Neill got hurt, and now all of a sudden, Dee Delaney's in the game. You know, that did, that didn't help the process either, that at the very end you had to adjust to the fly, and you have Dee Delaney and Zion McCollum playing at the same time. Correct. So uh, we're going to see how that all comes out. Winfield has an ankle sprain. Mike Edwards and Sean Murphy Bunting, all he, all he said about them was that they had contusions. That's yeah. a tie. I don't know. They, he didn't say what body part. No. But – that doesn't sound as serious. I, I, I always know um, when things aren't going well, when Bobby Slater's getting a lot of TV time. And I, I, I made a comment to him on the plane, and he goes, yeah, it's never good when I'm out there, which yeah. he's the trainer. and Our head trainer. Our head trainer, trainer. yeah. Um, We've had a nice run we, of head athletic trainers, Jeff, because yeah. – Bobby's, good guys. Awesome. Bobby's awesome. Bobby's good awesome. Guy. And before him, Todd Torricelli. Todd Torricelli was oh, he great was, dude. Todd was here like 20 years, wasn't he? Something like a that. long time, and I think he's still at Tennessee, right? Yes, he is. So he's had a great career. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, well, Tristan, and that's a hard one. Yeah, but at least. It's, it's, it's a hard one, but it's good news. Yeah. As crazy as that might seem. A high ankle sprain when for it looked for all the world like it was some kind of bad knee injury. Well, everyone was talking about how um, the broadcast. Yeah, like they weren't showing it because it was so gruesome and everything. I don't know if they weren't showing it because you really couldn't see it. Oh, you know because but that's was what I also you. heard. Yeah, because somebody in the in uh, while well, we we're waiting for the post game press conference asked me, so how bad is it? And I, and I passed that along. It was, mm-hmm. We heard that the broadcast wouldn't show it, so no. I assume it was bad. Yeah, yeah. So to find out it's, it's instead a high ankle sprain and. Todd Bowles didn't put any number on it, said he wouldn't play this week, but outside reports have it at three to four weeks. Uh-huh. That's a huge win. Sure. Not only for your chances this year, but but now you don't have to go through the whole Chris Godwin yeah, rehab, uh, rehab yeah. And, yeah. and it's probably even harder for bigger guys. Uh-huh. So you don't have to worry about is the start of the season in jeopardy next year for right. him. It won't require surgery. Mm-hmm. You know, a high ankle sprain is a, is a bad injury, but it's, right. not, it's not an ACL tear. Yeah. So that was good-ish news to, on Monday. But that's rough, man. That's, uh, that's going to be – you could argue – I mean, it's hard to say this about any team that has Tom Brady, but you could argue he's our best player. Yeah. He is our only – he was our only first-team AP All-Pro last year. Mm-hmm. So he was better regarded at his position than any other player on our team is at their position. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Tom Brady's been AP All-Pro many times, but he wasn't you know, last year. He, yeah. He, he was second, I think. You know, uh, Tom made an interesting comment yesterday, and I, and it keeps – rattling around in my little head of mine and that is that i'd rather play and lose than not play at all which just kind of you know when people talk talk about whether he's all in and is is he does he care and 
you know, he made another comment about losing, uh, you know, it takes a lot out of his soul type of mm-hmm. situation, which, um, you know, we, you, you and I both have been around where some players, it doesn't affect whether you win or lose, they just move on. Uh, but it sounds like, you know, he is just so vested right now. And I'm I'm not so sure if he's not trying to figure out a way to turn it around as yeah. quickly as possible. Yeah, I'm sure he is. I enjoyed that comment for a different reason because I'm a, you you know I'm a notes guy, right? Yeah, it's part of my job notes. trying That's to come up with do. notes. I like I like when something's good is happening and it keeps happening, you know, because you're like, okay, that's a great note. Obviously, the fact that he has made the playoffs, what, 19 of the 20 seasons when, yeah. when she started the yeah. whole way? Something like that, yeah. You know, I, I hate to think of it, of him, I hate to think of him regretting this going, if I didn't come back for this season, I wouldn't have ended, or maybe yeah. maybe he's not done, but no. I wouldn't have ended with a losing season or a non-playoff season. Right. But it sounds to me like... He doesn't mind the risk of that happening. He doesn't care about that. So good. I would, I would think it would be hard for him, and this is just my opinion, to sit in a broadcast booth <laughs> and watch someone play quarterback and knowing that I am better than that person <laughs> down on the field. And I'm not and naming still, I'm still, not, right? Yeah, I'm not naming any quarterbacks. No, no. I'm just saying I'm I'm still better. And so that's why I keep, you know, my fingers crossed that, you know, maybe, maybe all against all. Yeah, I mean, it's not like it's against all odds that the Bucks make the playoffs. Right now, right. we're still the favorite, I assume, to win the division. Well, on paper, yeah, but that's the problem. We don't play on paper. But neither <laughs> is anybody else. Well, I know, but... I mean, Atlanta's... But, it's not like Atlanta's really good. But, Scott... We've just if, allowed them to stay in. If I put the paper of the Buccaneers, the paper of Atlanta, the paper of the Saints, and the paper of the Panthers... My paper of the Bucks is way up here, yeah. and everybody else's is kind of well. Like the Saints here. might be close. Yeah, I if think you look at look at the look at their here, I'll give you their depth chart. Well, yes, I understand what you're saying, but they are struggling. You think oh, we're I struggling know. on I know. offense? They're struggling big time on offense, and and their defense hasn't their defensive results haven't been as good as you would expect from a team that has mm-hmm. Cameron Jordan. Yeah, I'm a guy, great play. player. Yeah. Marcus Davenport, good player. Okay. David Onyemata, who is mm-hmm. one of the more underrated defensive Players, linemen yes. in the league. He's very good. Mm-hmm. Demario Davis, also one of the more underrated off-ball linebackers in the league. Yep. Also has 6.5 sacks, so he's a lot like Devin White. Uh-huh. Pete Werner's decent. Marcus May, safety. Tyran Matthews, safety. Yep. Marshawn Latimer, quarterback. These are good, good players. players. Traditionally, and probably even still this year, but they're not getting amazing results. And... They just I don't care who you have on the team. These two teams hate each other. So, you know, it's going to be a dogfight. So yeah. to speak. And emotions become an issue. And it led to, you know, Mike Evans was protecting his quarterback and he shoved Lattimore and and, you know, he got one game suspension. But I also would say the emotions of that stretch also helped the Buccaneers defense when they did their onslaught in the fourth quarter. Well, that's the other thing. And, and Tristan's not going to be playing and he's the one that dragged him out of the pile. So someone has to step <laughs> up to. uh to uh, as as Chris Godwin said yesterday, um, they need to keep what uh, his numbers. What twenty three? Lattimore. Yeah, is that I think I so. I don't have that on the. So, screen. anyways, got to keep those two separated. Got to keep them gotta, separated. Gotta, yeah, most definitely. And I think Mike. I think Mike will go into this game knowing oh, that he does know, most you know, of the time. And but it, it is an emotional game, and that's what happens when these two teams play. Yeah. It is. It is very. <laughs> It it is worse than ever, and I, 
you know, they just hate each other. And it I don't is, like to use the word hate, but that's for whatever reason. You want a rivalry? There's a rivalry. It is fraught with emotion. Ooh, look at that. So um, we do have some questions to get to. Okay. Um, but we've got a few more things here. Sure. Do you want to keep Wrap passionate it up. up a yeah, little bit? absolutely. Um, I'm starting to feel better about this. I told you it was a therapy session. I know. I'm, I'm a therapist, and I'm doing okay. a good job, apparently. You are. Yeah, I'm starting I'm to just looking better. at some of the notes that I made, uh-huh. um, and they're not necessarily Bucks-related. Okay. But I told you I listen to other podcasts, uh-huh. like about football and fantasy football and stuff. Yep. Do you know that it's a thing that some people listen to podcasts at, like, 1.5 or 2.0 speed? Like, they speed it up. Yeah. To get through it quicker. Mm-hmm. Which, That's weird. Well, it just alters the voice a little bit, and after you, after a while, you get really. When I was, this is funny. When I first started in 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 radio, we would speed the songs up. Really? Yeah, because the trick was we would speed it up a little bit. So when you heard the song on my radio station, and then you heard the song on the other radio station, you would think it's slow. Something's <laughs> not right. You wouldn't. You what would a diabolical su- game you, would, you were playing. You would subconsciously, That's hilarious. subconsciously think of this. And so they were all sped up a tad. Now, sometimes some places they got a little too, too and much. So you could tell. But, you know, but you, you sped it up it's just a little. Yeah, it, but when you hear us there to this day, I will hear a, a, a song and go, that sounds slow to me. Because in my brain, I keep, you know, but yes. And, and if you, if you speed it up enough, you're not going it, to, it's not like you're listening to the chipmunks talk about That's what I'm right. thinking, right? No, no. That's the effect I'm imagining yeah, in no, my head. No, not at all. Not at all. It's, I don't know. I like uh, this one. a little quicker. This one fantasy football podcast uh-huh. I like a lot that has three guys on it. And yep. I like, I like, I've come to be familiar with their voices and the way they interact with each other. And it's, it's funny a lot of the time. Sure. And I feel like you'd lose a little bit of that if you were speeding it up. Well, you, you would, because you, you know, would know it because you've been listening to them for a long time. But if it is sped up, you may not know that it's been sped up from the very, very beginning. So no, 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 no. Nobody's speeding it up on them. You're, you're the one choosing to speed it up because you just want to get through it faster. So, but I don't think, I don't think it's going to be, I don't know. I don't think I'm up for that. We should try it. You mentioned something on radio, by the way. I told this story at lunch today. Um, I was in my car yesterday, and the song, I was just listening to local radio because my audio, I'd finished my audio book. Okay. And the song, you know Bob Seger's song, Turn the Page? I do. All about being on the road and sure. all that. Sure. Here we go. Uh, on the road again. That's Here I am. Well, like, whatever. Here I am on the road again. Yeah, that's right. There I go. Up on stage. Is, is, that, is that the one where he goes, uh, are you a, a man or are you a... He talks about going into the, the restaurant yep. and you the don't attention that you anything. get. Yeah. He says like... Um, um, same old cliches. All the same old cliches at a woman or, or a man. man. Um, and he's like, you, you always feel outnumbered. You don't so dare make, make a, a stand. stand. Right. Okay. So that song. Okay. Hopefully we've represented well enough to people out there know yeah. what we're talking about. We're probably going to have to pay for that as we... Because <laughs> I just sang it. I didn't play it. Well, that's that's part of the problem. If you use it, then, you know, continue. <laughs> I, uh, I'm i just idly thinking as I'm listening to this song, I'm like, didn't some heavy metal band make a cover of this? Mm-hmm. I feel like I've heard a cover of this by a heavy metal band. Mm-hmm. So, um, whatever. Song ends, and they're going to a commercial, so I changed the channel. Literally, the song playing on the next channel I go to is the heavy metal cover version of that song. It's by Metallica. Okay. I can't believe that. I was thinking, isn't there a heavy metal version of this? Change the channel. There it is. I have probably not heard that song in 
five years, Scott, you should be thinking of Powerball numbers, Powerball <laughs> numbers, and then go buy one. Yeah, and lose. <laughs> um, that is very weird. That's oh, very, very I just strange. used one pair of my reading glasses I see to this. see that I could, so I could screw in the, the other ones. screw. And now I don't remember which one is which pair one's A. Oh. Like which one is the original, which one's the clone. Is there, I'll never know now. Are they the same strength? Yeah, they're the exact same okay. glasses. They're just like $10 reading glasses yeah. from okay. Walgreens. There you go. So I guess it doesn't really matter which one I wear. All right. Anyway, I thought that was pretty incredible. It was. Wow. That's. And then the other thing okay. that I heard in a podcast that I made note of, um, are you familiar with the term "stan"? Like standing for somebody? Mm-hmm. Like I'm a stand for God, Mike Owen. Yep. That means like basically means like a super fan. Sure. And these people in the podcast were explaining where it came from, and they didn't really know oh. because they were saying it came from like mixing two words. Like stalker and fan, it's a portmanteau. I've mentioned that before. Yeah. You put to it like podcast. Uh, yeah. yeah, okay. That's not at all what it is. It's from the Eminem song "Stan," which is all about a guy that's like a huge fan of his and keeps writing into him. And and his name's Stan. And he's not. Yeah, his name's Stan. And he's not getting any response. And he ends up, I think, doing something terrible to his girlfriend or something. But that's where it comes from. From being from that song about a uh, super fan that's kind of like stalking you. Interesting. I couldn't believe the guy. The people on the podcast didn't know that. Did you uh, write to them or email no, them or no. text them? I like them. I don't want to. I don't want to say bad things about them. Well, it's not being bad. It's called interactive. I'm just going through my notes, seeing if I missed anything. I think we got most of and it. And they may say, "Wow, isn't it nice that Scott Smith reached out?" <laughs> the Scott Smith. Yeah, They're like oh, I mean, know who that is. You mean the salty dog Scott Smith? <laughs> yes. I doubt who they know who I am. Um, one last thing before we get to fans' questions. Okay. Are you aware of what Washington's schedule is in the next three weeks? Uh, I am not, but I know they're on like a six-game win streak. Not exactly, but like six or last seven, something like that. They had, they had a loss in there. Did they? Yeah. Um, their next three weeks are playing the Giants by week, playing the Giants. So they literally have two <laughs> games in a row against the Giants. I don't know if I've ever seen that before. Yeah, we did that against Philadelphia. <laughs> we played them at the end of the year and then played them in a playoff oh. game the next week. Oh, yeah, but I mean in the regular season schedule specifically oh, purposely. Yeah. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. It's probably happened. I just don't, don't recall. It. Well, it's kind of weird that you would pl- play them and then have a bye and then play them again. Washington has won six of his last seven. Right in the middle of it, they lost twenty to seventeen to Minnesota. Oh, that's, which isn't yeah. you know that's yeah. that's respectable. Yeah. I mean, look, listen, weren't they one and four at the time? At one, point? they were one and four, and now they're seven and five, which is impressive. Take this with a grain of salt, though. Uh-huh. Their wins are against in this six or seven run. Yeah. Uh-huh. Chicago. Okay. Green Bay. Okay. Indianapolis. Okay. Which they beat by two points. Uh-huh. No, they beat them by one point. They beat Green Bay by two points. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia. Okay, they gave Philly their own loss. Yeah. The only loss. That's their big signature win so right. far. And then Houston. But Scott. Houston's the worst team in the league. And it's but, not even close. But Scott. And Atlanta. But Scott. They beat the teams they're oh, supposed to I, beat. Good point. Take it back and to what I was talking about earlier. To us, take it back. You know, I'm just saying. I'm not sure Washington's a better team than we are, but they have beaten the teams they're supposed to beat. Right. And, and they beat Philly. And they. I yeah. think they're better than the Giants. I think they're the third best team in that division, but obviously the division is very good. Yeah, I think the Giants have hit their peak right now. They're underneath a new head coach. They're coming together, and I, I just think they've got to figure them out a little more. Yeah, yeah, they they've won a lot of games close, and their coaching staff staff under Brian Dayball has done a great job. And I don't think anybody's doing anything that someone's going to be surprised hey, at because look at how many 
Scott Smith is on TV. I see that. How many? It's just a different Scott Smith. <laughs> I have to it's turn. True. The, I have to turn. Okay, the TV I'll turn the TV off because you're there. You know. Um, now I lost my train. Of thought. <laughs> We're talking about Washington. They've beaten the teams they're supposed to beat. Right. I don't know. Uh, you were I, saying something about you wanted to give me $100, I think I heard you say. Yeah, yeah. it's in the mail. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in check form? Yes. Um, well, if you don't have anything, I don't remember. we can go to questions. Yeah, go to questions. Right. I, now, you, now you got me. Now it's going to frustrate me. Oh, the Giants. Not, you know, getting figured out. Right now we're at the stage of the season where there no team's going to surprise any team. People pretty much know what you're going to do. Oh, okay. You know, I really believe that. The uh, Brandon Cooks, the wide receiver for the Texans, was mm-hmm. asked because they got rolled by Miami. It was like thirty to nothing at halftime. Uh-huh. And he's like, asked basically asked a question along the lines of, "When did you know that this was getting away from you or something like that?" And he's like, "When we came out for to start the game." Whoa! <laughs> I don't uh, think he's going to be in. I think he's ready to get the. Heck you out know of there. what? You know what happens there is that you say that. And everybody goes, oh, you shouldn't say that. But then if you give the same old cliche, right back to right. it, then everybody goes, oh, you're not saying anything. You know, if that's how he feels. I think I heard somebody on the podcast say this is the time of year when guys, some guys start telling the truth. Well, yeah. Because they know they're, they're out anyway, probably. It's self-preservation at this stage of the game. Yes. Or a desire to get out. Mm-hmm. All right, you ready for some questions? I am. This is from a Mark Long. I couldn't figure out from his email where he's from. He didn't say. Okay. Guys, by the way, thanks. Okay, first of all, send us questions at saltydogs at buccaneers.nfl.com. Yeah. I don't know why I'm throwing my hands in the air while I say uh, this. Because you're like wanting me to be quiet so no, you no. can get it I was, out. I was like, throw your hands in the air. You're scoring a care. touchdown. What? Uh, saltydogs at buccaneers.nfl.com. We love your questions. Yep, we do. We didn't get a lot this week, Jeff. I guess that's what happens when you lose. Yeah. I'm surprised nobody sent us some some frustrated emails. Well, they're, usually their questions are more about the game itself than just random thought questions. Uh, I think we get a smattering of both. Okay. Guys, with what he has done the last couple games, would he, you expect Rashad White oh. to continue to start when Lenny is back from his injury? I really like what I'm seeing from the kid, especially with a couple of big runs he's been able to create. Thanks for your time. This is my first time writing in, but I love the show. Thank you. By the way, Rashad White has our three longest carries of the year in the last two games. Yeah. 35, 29, and 28, and 19 or something like that. Why can't you just play both of them? Yeah, we will. You know, we I will. mean, that's – We will. Every, everybody kind of gets locked in on who's, yeah. who's the starter and right. he's the starter. And it's like, hey, you know, they're different style, you know, they're different style runners for sure. And so that, that adds – I would think – well, first variation. of all, everybody loves the shiny new thing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true. And even though this hasn't been an issue for him, and it's probably not even his fault, but for the majority of the season with Leonard leading the way, mm-hmm. not a lot of explosive plays in the ground game, no, and some problems on third and one. Yes. So when you see Rashad have a couple good plays, explosive plays, make a couple third and one conversions, not this week, but in previous games, uh-huh. I can understand the person thinking, you know, yeah. maybe. but Rashad himself said it after the Seattle game. It's like most – Offenses now in the NFL have two good backs, yeah. at least. Sure. And they use them both, like yeah. Dick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, even though Kareem Hunt isn't getting quite as much play as he did the last couple of years. Uh-huh. But, um, there will be enough for both of them. I totally agree. But I think Rashad, what he's done at this point, has bought himself equal status in terms of the hot hand thing. Mm-hmm. The, you know from the last couple of years that they love to ride Lenny when he gets oh, the yeah. hot hand. 
I think at this point, Rashad has shown enough that if he's doing well in the game, he could get the hot hand treatment and get a game here or there where he does a lot more than Lenny. Right. It can happen. I think he's earned that. Yep. Also, he showed in this Cleveland game that he is that quote every down back because he literally played like 62 of the 69 plays, uh-huh. caught a bunch of passes. I can't say I watched his pass protection, but I don't remember that being an issue. Right? Do you remember right. him blowing a block or anything? No. And he no, he made, he made one really great. Okay. He made one really, really great I block. I didn't see it. Yeah. So pass protection, if it's there, he can clearly catch the ball, and he's a good runner. So he's he's never down back. I mean, this is good for the Bucks' future. I think we're going to see a lot of him in years to come. I, I agree. But I don't think we need to worry But right they now. thought that when they drafted him. Yeah, but they also thought that about Ronald Jones when they drafted him in the well, second round. And they drafted yeah. Keyshawn Vaughn in the third round. And Keyshawn Vaughn played a little bit. He got a little bit, but yeah. obviously if, he, if they thought higher of him, he'd be getting more. That's true. Okay, right. so thanks, yes. Mark. Yep. All right, next so question. the answer to your question is, yes, you'll probably see him more often. I think you'll see him more, but that was kind of already the plan. As as um, Byron was explaining last week, they didn't think Rashad was ready for a big heavy load at the beginning of the year, and they have been working towards that. Mm-hmm. And so when he, when he got that by necessity in some point because Leonard got hurt, when he got all that action in Seattle and did well with it, like, okay, this guy's ready. Now he comes out and he plays – like, I think I said 62 snaps. Uh-huh. Or it was 48 snaps. Or it was a lot. 48 yeah, was a snaps. Lot. Right? He yeah. played a lot. So. Hey, and handled it fine. And he's a great kid, too. Yeah. He's a really good smiling. kid. Smiling. Smiles. Oh, my goodness. All right. This is from our friend in Germany. Um, right. Remember Dylan? I Dylan do. Eberhardt? Okay. First of all, the subject, and he is from Germany, right? As a German. But the subject of his email is this really long word that's like spelled L L A N. F-A-I-R-P-W-L-L-G-W-Y-N-G-Y-L-L. And I don't think it was gibberish, so I no. Googled it. And? I can't pronounce it, but it is a it is a large village and local government community on the island of Anglesey, Wales. Okay. On the Manai Strait next to the Britannia Bridge and across the strait from Bangor. Hmm. There is a lengthened version of the town's name, which I don't know if you can see from there. It's about 58, 58 letters, 58 letters long. It's the second longest named city. Uh, it's purported to be the longest place name in Europe and the second longest one word place name in the world. What? And this is what it take off your headphones. And this is what it sounds like. I'll, I'll, I'll put this up. I, I, will it pick this up off this mic? Yeah, here? Okay. Did you hear that? That's the name of the town? That's the long version name of the town. <laughs> no idea. I thought he was giving you a complete sentence about something. Like, <laughs> where's the beer? No idea why Dylan decided to make that the subject of his email. He does not refer to it in his email. So basically, he's probably going to have to write us in again and explain what that's all about. Okay. Jeez. Maybe he had autocorrect. Oh, no, I'm totally wrong. No, no, I'm not totally wrong. Okay, this is a funny email. All right. I think it's it stems from the, how we were talking about how we've, we'd we see these German or other or words in other languages and, mm-hmm. and think, how can we possibly pronounce that? Sure. And then we're like, I wonder what words are hard in English for. Oh, right. Okay. Right. So, okay. For people to pronounce. As a German, I have a really hard time to pronounce names of bands that use what you call a metal umlaut, like Motley Crue, which has the two dots over the O. Oh, okay. Or Motorhead. Umlaut is a German word that means sound alteration. So an A, O, or U, which 
with dots over it is pronounced very differently than one without dots. And because these umlauts, the German plural is umlaute, I guess, have no English equivalent, reading them in an English word totally derails my brain every time. (laughs) Then the only way for me to pronounce it correctly is to remember how the band is called and then just say the word. (laughs) Actually, reading the word aloud will always end in some awful gibberish. (laughs) And the funny thing about this is, now that he points that out, I don't think Motley Crue is using those correctly. Because... If there were no umlauts over the O in Motley and the U in Crew, you right. would still pronounce it Motley, Motley Crew, right? How, you maybe, maybe it was just for graphic. Look. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. They, they pull a fast one sure. on us there. So the point, I guess, the point in this case, um, Dylan, is that you can ignore them on Motley Crew and Motorhead. Yeah, which has an umlaut over the second O. If 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 Dylan has it spelled right here, because they're not actually altering the sound of the vowel. No, he says that's. That's what it's spoke- in in German. That's what it does in German. German. So what do, what does it do in English? I think all it does for Motley Crue and Motorhead is make it look, look like a German word, <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay, but what would you use those for, or would you not use those? He's saying in that English, English language. I don't. I can't. What, think where would you ever use them? I think you mostly just use them when you're using a word from another language. Okay. I don't. I can't think of an English word that has. I don't know. Other That's, than these band names, yeah, that has. Umlauts. Umlauts. If the, umlauts. Okay, and, and the, the wavy line, like over an N in Spanish, is a tilde, right? It's called a tilde? I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that I don't know. I'm very happy that you enjoyed your trip to Munich. I we was at, did. At, I was at the game together with my wife, and I think that we could have hit it much worse with our first NFL live experience. Seeing Rashad White run for a first down to ice the game while 70,000 people sing Country Roads was one of the best football <laughs> moments of my life. That... Honestly, I have that was to. Damn cool. It very much so was, and yeah, that's a great tradition they have in Germany. Yeah, Dylan says keep up the awesome work. Love every episode of your podcast, well, Dylan. It's very kind Even of you this to one? say. Yeah, this one's a struggle. <laughs> well, we don't have a guest this time. <laughs> See, you know, the reason why I said that at the end because then you have to get to the end to know that I said this one's a struggle. <laughs> that's called. <laughs> Burying the lead. Okay, All so right. I Googled it. Okay. Are there any English words with an umlaut? Yeah. No, there are no umlauts in the English alphabet whatsoever. Okay, so Dylan, you got deked out. That's what that was. That's it's just motley crew. Although then somebody else points out, doesn't the word naive have an umlaut over the I? Does it? I don't know. I don't know. Cheapers. What words have umlauts? Yeah, but those are all German words. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. So that's why I was curious. Does but it, now it, I understand why it would explode his brain. So, because yeah, this is what I said. There are no English words with such an umlaut except words that are borrowed from these languages. Mm-hmm. But even then, the umlaut is optional. So, you know, sometimes you draw in words from other languages yeah. and you don't alter them. Sure. Interesting, though. That's it's funny. I think the word umlaut should have an umlaut. <laughs> that would be perfect. All right, one more, one more question. So would it be umlaut, umlaut? Because <laughs> it'd be two? It'd be umlaut. Is it umlaut, two dots, or one dot? PR just put out those roster moves, okay. so they decided not to wait for me. Yep, they don't care. Left behind. Uh, All right, you know, I don't think we've heard from Alexander in Brazil no, we for a while, maybe a few weeks. Uh-huh. Uh, but he writes in, ahoy salty ones. Okay. Hopes this, hope this finds you both well. Mm. I guess we lost our edge. Last year, we had a ton of injuries at DBs, and the team kept finding ways to win the games. Yeah. The same was true for the 2020 team. Actually, the 2020 team didn't really run into a lot of injuries. No, that Vita was the Vea, best part. Vita that was Vea it. and yep. O.J. Howard essentially was it. Right. But this year, I feel like we are back to that period where we had loads of talent but can't find ways to win games. Yes. 
That's exactly what's happening this year. Yes. Hey, I know we won against the Saints, Falcons, and Rams with good performances at the end, but that is not my point here. I'm talking about getting a lead and never letting the other team come back to put the game away in the fourth quarter. Yes, I am with that you. That is absolutely yes, a huge we're problem. S- we're going to send this email to Todd. No, Todd was asked about it this week. <laughs> I, he, yeah, he agrees. He's he like, said, we can't play three and a half quarters. Right. Right. Anyway, do you guys think Mike has a chance to be a Hall of Famer? <laughs> I forgot this. So we kind of already talked about that. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Especially yeah. if he has a couple more yeah. thousand yard seasons. Maybe not a first ballot one, but he I will don't be think it would be first ballot. <laughs> Remember when they had uh, that log jam and then they mm-hmm. eventually got Andre Reid and yeah, Chris they Carter and Terrell cleared. Owens? Speaking of Hall of Fame, Rondy Barber needs to get in yeah, there. Every time. I know. Well, geez. he made the semis, which we knew he would. Yeah. He'll probably be a finalist again. He needs to make the top five. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how you get in. I know. That That's why I said that. Um, P.S. A couple of things I forgot to tell you last uh, email. Okay. One. I have a lot of interest in acquiring Salty Dogs merchandise. <laughs> Will you ship abroad? <laughs> if this mythical, these mythical Salty Dog t-shirts or hats ever do exist, Just, yes, I'm Alexander, <laughs> we will get you one. Don't worry about that. It's kind of like oh a, look, it's a it's a you, weekly tradition now. Michaela's slipping the um, yes, weekly game release under the I door. I see this. Yes, and there's, the and, there's, and there's one on my desk right now. <laughs> yeah, she wants, and then and then she stops by the window and waves. And waves. <laughs> Okay. All right is, is all right is in the world right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, we're finishing this podcast on a much happier note than we started. That's because therapy. we got it out. Right. You I know? told you at the top, this is therapy. Gosh. I like the number two. I like the fantasy portion of the episode, although don't play it. But I like more when Mr. I liked it more when Mr. Ryan kept complaining about you talking <laughs> fantasy. <laughs> I like how he calls you Mr. Ryan. I know. That's called respect, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I'd forgotten. I, I've been giving uh, fantasy advice. Yeah, do you have any? Don't play. <laughs> <laughs> At this point in the season, pretty much you know who you got. Yeah, and you know who's good, and there's nobody kinda, out there that's available. It's kind of like the month of November. You're kind of stuck in it. Here's okay. Um, <laughs> Give me something. You saw what happened with the Jets, right? I did. Zach Wilson flamed out. I think we talked about it a little last week. Yeah, flamed right, out uh, in massive style. Yeah, really, really <laughs> rallied the team up on that one. Could be done in New York, possibly. Good. Two years after being drafted second overall. Yeah. Because Mike White, who had was a, a who had 15 game. minutes of fame last year when yeah. he came in and ripped it up, does it again, comes in as a yeah. huge game. I'm not suggesting that you pick up Mike White. But. It won't last. But. It was against Chicago's terrible defense. Still, he made the correct decisions. Yes, but what I'm getting at is maybe Elijah Moore, the second-year receiver who had – Apparently fallen out of favor. Uh-huh. Was expected to have a good year. Okay. Was good last year when not hurt. Got to do a little bit more, and maybe with Mike White in there. I mean, if you're desperate, there's there's only a couple teams on by, but I think next week there's six teams on buys. Uh-huh. Uh, if you're desperate for a receiver, keep an eye on what Elijah Moore does this week, or maybe if you've got a spot, pick him up as a stash, see what he does this week so you don't have to fight for him on waivers. And uh, you might have something there. Wow, six teams! Isn't that kind of a high number for a bot? Yeah, it's the most that there can be, and it's there wow. was a week earlier this year. It was. That's that's what fantasy football players and people who talk about it call like a bi apocalypse. Oh, because it can wreck your week. Yeah. if you have a number of players on those teams, I understand that. And yeah. everybody's trying to pick players off of waivers. And mm-hmm. also, I would say, hey, if you're one of these people that streams defenses, yeah. you know, what, do you know what I mean by when I say that? Uh, you pick a, a team's total defense. 
No, no, no. that is a thing. The, oh. One of your positions in most fantasy leagues is defense, team defense. Uh-huh. So if you had the Bucks and they got three sacks and a defensive touchdown, speaking you get of for that stuff. speaking of, what do we have? Four sacks. Four sacks. That's pretty. We're good. up to thirty six. Yeah, which it has us on pace for fifty six. Which, but would be you know, I just it just dawned on me. You know, turnovers. Yeah, they're just not happening. Still, we yes. really did not get one. As I explained no. earlier, Edwards' turnover was not anything like no. a turnover. No, because that was, that was so Maria, and it was the end of the game or end of the half. End so. of the half. So, yeah, we still can't get turnovers. It's okay. freaking bizarre. See how my mind works. I will tell you, however, what? the Saints, who are our next opponent, a that's the game where we got like five. How many turnover takeaways do we have overall? Not many. Uh, we have, but that was a good game. We have seven interceptions and. Four, so four fumble recovers, so 11, mm-hmm. exactly one per game. But I believe we had five in that first Saints game, including four in the fourth wow. quarter. That would be sweet. So, and the Saints are last in the league at negative 14 turnover ratio, which is not like them. No. So maybe maybe this is the week. Huh? Fingers crossed. the open. He, he literally is it this two. week or is it next week because the game's on Monday? When does the week begin? Does it begin on Sundays or Mondays? Mondays, right? So it's next week. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> well, we're playing on Monday. You said this week, and I said, and that made me this think. This NFL week. Okay. Week. Goes from thir- Thursday through what, Monday. What is it? 13? Week 13? Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. Continue. Jesus. <laughs> okay. Now I don't even remember what we're talking about. I was giving fantasy advice. Oh, yeah. Well, that's probably why I dozed off. I was on my back. <laughs> there you go. You're making Alexander happy. So no, I didn't answer, finish answering your questions. Yeah, you do get a team defense now. Like let's say in the draft, you draft Justin Jefferson, and he's going to play wide receiver for you every week unless he's hurt or on a bye. Sure, a lot of teams. Which, by the way, is a good pick. I I bought him in my auction league. Wow, he was the num- my number one target in that league. But I'm only like six and six in that, or mm. six and how many weeks? Six not and because six. he's not performing. I have one team that's ten and two. Really? Okay. Okay. Um, Okay. You so you have a defense. You're not gonna you're not gonna pick Justin Jefferson, play him a little bit, then cut him and pick up another receiver. No. But a lot of people call, do what they call streaming defenses, and they just sign a new defense and cut a defense every week based on matchups. Uh-huh. That's called streaming defenses. Yep. So I do that a lot. If you're streaming defenses, just figure out think of think two weeks ahead, so you don't have to fight for it on waivers. Mm-hmm. Jeff, you at this part of the week. If you want to get a player in most leagues, you have to put in a claim for them, and then whoever has the best waiver claim gets them. Uh, You're falling asleep. After all that's over, starting Wednesday, you can sign anybody without having to go through waivers. Oh. So don't don't use a waiver claim on a defense. Wait until Wednesday, and then look two weeks ahead at whoever is playing Houston. Oh, and if Houston, if that team is available, so right now. Oh, that's a good that's a good advice. Yes, so right I see now, what you're saying. If two you're, weeks ahead, look at who Houston's playing, right. and then go with that other defense. Like right now, if you were on Wednesday trying to find a defense for this week, uh-huh. you would look at these matchups. I'm talking about waiting until if, if it's Wednesday of this week. Houston is playing Dallas. Well, that's not going to help because Dallas is going to be – they're a great defense. They're mm-hmm. already going to be owned, so they won't be on there. But let's see. Houston is playing Kansas City. Their defense is sometimes available because it's not that great. Uh-huh. Um, in the Week 17, which will be championship week, Houston is playing Jacksonville. Jacksonville's defense is probably available. Uh-huh. Look a little bit ahead on the schedule. Find a team that is playing Houston and stash a second defense <laughs> – 
because you don't need you're past most of the buys. You don't need that fifth and sixth receiver on your roster anymore. Use it for a to go, or, you know, or another team. Like who who are the other bad offenses? Indy. Yeah, they're struggling. Chicago, if Justin Fields is out, um, looks like he. Washington is. isn't great. Find the teams that are bad on offense. Washington isn't very good offense. I don't think so. No. They're winning with defense. Well, that's true. Yeah, and they're getting Chase Young back. Okay. Okay. Last thing from this email. All right. Number three, P.S. Luca, and that's his son's name. And yes. He says, Luca's, yes, you said it perfectly. It sounds just as the Disney character, Luca. Uh, but he spells with two C's. Luca's favorite M&M's is Crunchy Cookie. Wow. Which we talked about. We did. I've never had even seen that one in a while. Wow. Yeah. Remember, these were the these were the this is the family that came and did I Thanksgiving. I've not seen it in the wild. <laughs> <laughs> All right, All what right. else you got? That's it. We got it. Yeah. Well, I feel better. Good. I feel so much better. You're welcome. <sighs> Deep size. Since you did, thanks for listening. I was about to cut you off. I'm glad <laughs> I didn't. What were you gonna do? I was just gonna say something, but you were you were doing a very say nice, what? I don't remember, but oh, I liked your little. Tantric uh, out, outro there. 